Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk and we're doing an episode that we didn't expect to be doing this time last week. Um, you will all have probably seen the news if this is the first time that you are seeing the news. Huddersfield Town and Neil Warnock are parting ways from each other. Um, it comes this afternoon from a press conference. Uh, the hints were there after Saturday's game where he said in his uh, post-match press conference that he will speak about the matter on Monday afternoon. Press conference took place about two hours ago, so we're giving a bit of a bit of time to let things settle and uh, have a look around for for things that we can add into the podcast. So we're giving you as true a reflection as we see it as possible. Um, and yeah, immediate reaction, Jay. What what's your thinking behind the entire thing? Listen, I mean, when I kind of saw the news flying around Thursday, maybe predominantly Friday night, you were thinking, surely not. You know, not this early in the season. Um, listen, we knew it was going to be a short-term plan. We knew it was going to be a short-term project. And maybe off the back of the transfer window where um, Warnock did say he was disappointed with the budgets and um, certain things that came from powers above, maybe he thought might have been fallen out or something like that. Um, and he might have packed his bags and left. But now we know it's not the case. But yeah, listen... He's a football legend. He's a Huddersfield Town legend, as is Ronnie Jepson. And it's a real shame after how well they did from February last year until now for him to leave so soon. I'm really glad they've got a game against Stoke to kind of have one final send-off. But um, I think Town fans will be feeling a bit better after reading all the press conference and kind of seeing the reaction that it was good terms. We'll get on to that, but immediate reaction from me is it's sad to, you know, lose a legend like Neil Warnock at the football club. Yeah, I think I think I'd echo that entirely. I think the only thing that I'd really add to that is just the fact that it's it's seven games into the season and it's a huge risk. Um yeah. you know, um Jake Edwards, Kevin Nagel, um the names get away from me. I do. I do apologise, but people have come into the club and they've taken risks so far, and that's what we've needed to do. We've needed a massive overhaul, and to do that over the summer and be in a position where they now feel like they're ready to look at doing things for a long term project is it's promising, but it's also shocking. Um, and I yeah. don't think it's outlandish to suggest that. Um, I think everyone's thoughts when one was re- reappointed was it's a good year long manager that we can get. For a year, things can steady the ship. Appointments stability, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, stability yeah. over a season to bring in whoever, whenever we'd like. Yeah, the fact that they now feel comfortable enough to move on from Warnock and enter the the three year plan that they've got, which we'll obviously touch on more um, as we go on. But the fact that we're now in a place where the new um, new people in place feel like that we're in a safe enough position that we can look to the future and look to get things started. Um, it's promising, but obviously it's going to be a bit of a of a weird time to then go through that because you've not really got much security in this kind of period of uh, who do we get and where do we get them from. Um, so it, it, it does make you think kind of what's happened in the past few, few weeks because it said uh, in the past few weeks pretty much that We've we've seen somebody come available, so it yeah. opens a lot of questions there as to who's come available and if they've not come available from a job, how have they come available? Is there a clause yeah. in the contract saying they can leave at this point, this, that, the other? So 
yeah, that, that's 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 a long-winded process of, of my thoughts on it. Um, I'll let you kind of get into the to the press conference um, and kind of any key points that that you've seen from that, and then if there's any that I've got as well from from that brief period of of interview that we had. So yeah, um, I think there's a very clear theme going on at Huddersfield Town right now, and that is transition, and that is new faces, new figures, and a new strategy. So. Uh, this was Edwards. He said, we've made significant progress on and off the field with several key executives, executives appointed, rather. Um, we've got commercial projects, we've got academy projects, we've got the stadium, and we've got Neil, who's making good progress on the field. He's getting a lot of the group. Uh, we've got great players and have seen some great results over the past couple of games. Agreed. Now, it seems like from what we know and how the board are operating that they think it's time to change over, you know, yep. pass over the baton. And whoever that is, I think, and I'm quite confident in saying this, we have a brilliant strategy to take this club forward. And it's really encouraging that we've seen a clear three-year plan to get back to the promised land. And, you know, we've just, we've just got hope that is the case. Um, I just continues... I'd break in there just quickly and just say we we haven't seen the plan yet because although it's been mentioned I, I don't want to suggest that we've seen that plan as of yet it's promising and that's not me saying and try to be a killjoy saying no, it's not happening this or the other but obviously with this three year plan um there's got to be things put in place and it's promising yes yeah. it's it's good that we've got something in place we've got targets whatnot obviously that's brilliant um but we're still yet to see the full effect of that and obviously this appointment will go a long way of showing that yeah. with with the yeah, level no, of candidates so yeah. it's, it's it's a it's obviously a big appointment but yeah that that three-year plan i think if i look at the, the quote as well we feel very ready to move forward with a long-term plan to drive back into the premier league and make a longer-term managerial appointment so that suggests that they're wanting somebody that gets this season with the squad learns the players this out the other learns the fan base and then next summer we look to spend money potentially to get us there with a chance of maybe going next season and then this, that, the other. Um, and then we've discussed I mean, the timing of that with Neil and spending time with his coaching staff. He's graciously agreed the time to move on for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, and I was going to kind of move on to that, but that is the thing. We've got people in now. We have, I mean, they'll have a strategy. Yeah. But what we need to see now is the manager that we do bring in, whoever they are, they need to kind of talk and let the football do the talking because yep. it, it, it's all really good having a structure behind the scenes. But what a football club is about is winning games and getting to the highest level possible. So that is what we need. I think that is probably one of the final pieces in the jigsaw that Nagel wants to achieve so far. And I think without that, it could turn really sour because you've got a manager who's managing you know, 1,600 games, the most in English football. And he's a history maker, he's a veteran, and he is one of the greatest managers to ever grace kind of English football. And the risk that we're taking and the risk that we're going to see, either pay off or not, is replacing him with whoever it is and them struggling. So it's not simple with, with town and it's never been simple with managers because I guess in the recent history, it's always been a gamble. And that yep. gamble either does pay off, i.e., Wagner and Carlos, Carlos although yeah. we, we didn't kind of reach the promised land, but, and then they don't, you've got Fotheringham and Seaway, you know, stuff like that. But whoever it is, they've got a good, they've got a good team. They've got a fan base who I reckon will support 
them. Um, yeah. Maybe if it's Nathan Jones or Jesse Marsh, it might take a bit of warming up. But that's that's football and that's you know tribalism and rivalries that we do have. Um, and <laughs> Warnock, in, in true Warnock fashion, he goes, I can't tell you who the new manager is because they've not told me, so I assume it's someone I don't like. Typical Warnock. Um, it could be. I mean, Warnock knows everyone and everyone knows Warnock. So it'll be interesting to see who it is. Um, he kind of moves on to say Edwards told him after the West Brom game. So he, he had, what's that, two weeks? Yeah, which I, I personally think is really promising. Obviously, I know yeah. that process kind of has gone on for a while, but the fact that rumours about his departure came on Friday night. So you look at, what, a week there? Week, yeah, days, yeah, weekdays, yeah. Um, a week that it's been kept under wraps and then you look at between the time period that they'll have told him that Stoke will be his last game. You've then got, what, two... You've got 16, 17 days between West Brom game, uh, after the West Brom game, and then the Coventry game to sort your managerial appointment out or to revise who you want or to approach people, this, that, the other. You've got a, a, a good period of time there to identify, interview, um, select whatever yeah. a manager that will come in and that's it's obviously frustrating from one that's part of it um and obviously the fact that the players only found out on friday morning which is probably why things um started to to come out if more people from the club apart from one yeah. have, have been told um so if if they've only found out friday it'll mean that there's been that period there and as much as possible for the players to play their out for one like in his past few games get much out of the much out of games as they can and then move forward. So, it, I mean, I'll, it just say, I'll just say one. I'll just say one thing. Sorry, Ben. If we can buy, if if Kevin Nagel can buy a football club in ten days, yeah, we can appoint a worthy manager, and have that kind of breaking in period in sixteen days. I'm, I think... I'm quite confident. But I mean, yeah, things are happening very quickly. I mean, if we, yeah, if we can buy a football team in ten days, we can, we yeah. can surely appoint I a think decent that... manager. The thing to consider as well is we've had longer than 16 days as well because yeah. Warnock originally was going to stay on as as an advisor. I believe that was what came out about it. Um, and then obviously got the managerial job. So he was probably advising candidates from when he first joined, when he first started speaking to Nagel. You know, who, yeah. who better than Warnock to do that? You've then got the summer period before Warnock was brought back in as manager where they've been looking at targets, making a list. Then you've then got the period from after that where Warnock might have still been helping to to choose a manager to take on from him. And also you've got the contacts from Jake Edwards, Mark Cartwright, who was the name I forgot earlier, who yeah. have extensive contacts in football, both in um, England, probably in Europe, and, and also America. America, yeah, across um, the world, yeah. So you've got, you've got an extensive connection there, an net, extensive network of contacts there that can um, either advise on who to get or actually get themselves so it's it's gonna be a it, it's been a longer process so it, it feels more into the idea of like what jake said um I'm, I'm just gonna move on to another another quote here not falling out with everybody jake's come to me and said they want to move on and management's the next step i think management's the next decision and obviously like they've said when the right candidate is available you have to make the decision and we've had a good grown-up discussion Neil has poured yeah, his heart yeah. out and soul into this, into this. He's a winner, but the club, but as a club, this is a decision we had to make. We plan to announce the successor by the end of the week. So they've got the successor in mind. They'll probably have approached the successor at this point, but probably got him. this probably has got been him. a long process that hasn't just happened in the past 
three days it hasn't happened in the past 16 days the ideal candidate will have been there or the ideal top three top five candidates will have been there for probably about five months now yeah so and the thing is and the thing is I, I find it really encouraging how we knew at the start of the season or even over the summer that we weren't ready to appoint a project manager yeah and the thing that you don't want to do in football is rush anything especially management, especially that figurehead who's going to drive your team into the season because you want them to be as successful as possible. And when you sit down, and I'm guessing there'll be multiple discussions over the summer and everyone will be saying, are we ready to appoint X, Y, and Z? And then ultimately the, the answer would probably be no. So what do you do? You can go back to someone who you know, bread and butter, simple. Yeah. And I think, you know, grown up, grown up discussions, as they've said, that is probably the best way to go around things because if you handle it with a level of maturity and respect, what you're going to get back from Warnock is exactly the same. So he knows that he knew what was going to happen. And the fact we can move on with no bad blood and appoint a new manager who we are now ready to do is, is really encouraging. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's so many things that you can look at. And I think it is one of them ones where you can look at it both sides of the coin. I think that's something that I've probably said too many times already this season that you can look at things from both sides of the coin. But there's the... There's the very obvious side of the coin where, oh my God, Neil Warnock's going, panic, what's going on? And there's just complete panic there and so much disorder. And then there's the other side of it, which is kind of a case of you've got people in here that want the best for the club long term. That At the end of the day, it's an investment and you will not be doing something damaging to an investment when you have Neil Warnock in charge of a football club. You would not be making that decision after a month and a half of the season to part ways with a manager who, like you say, is bread and butter. You know exactly what you're going to get. You know exactly how you're going to get and you're gonna, You know exactly when you're going to get it. So the fact that they've now got people in place where they know they want um, things to be, even if they're not fully there yet, you know, we've just appointed a, that, a head of global football exposure, something, something like that. I can't remember the exact term of it. But we've appointed people like that, so that suggests that we're quite far it's along the process. It? It is, yeah, it exactly. We're, we're quite along the process of um, moving to this new way of operating if we're not there fully yet. So to yeah. me, that says anyway that even if we're not there yet, we're at a place where the club is happy enough to protect that investment and move forward um, with a managerial choice. Yeah, exactly. And part ways with Yeah, and part ways with someone that you know you're going to be or you think you're going to be safe with without moving forward. So it's it's a risk. Um, football, at the end of the day, is, is a gambler's game. You can take risks, and those risks will either pay off or they won't. And you've kind of got to be able to be brave enough to take those decisions because you've got to. That's, that's the beauty of football at times where you have to take that gamble and you've got to take the risk of, is this going to be the right decision? And if Jake Edwards and Cartwright feel that this is the right move and then you've also got Dave Baldwin as well who will have been involved with this process at some part and will be advising the club probably still you've got an extensive amount of football knowledge there that will be involved with this decision to move forward and if they believe that Warnock isn't the right man to take us forward any further than he has now then so be it and I think that's it's obviously a nerve-wracking point of supporting the club because, Very much like, so, yeah. as we've said so many times already, we know what we get with Warnock. Everybody knows what you get with Warnock. Yeah. The fact that the club feel ready to move on from that fills me with a bit of excitement. Mm. Also, excited. I mean, excitement. And this is what I was just going to ask you now. I mean, we've seen some in the what 
nearly three hours of uh, this news kind of being live and um, official, we've seen excitement and we've also seen a lot of panic. And um, I think I kind of land somewhere in the middle because, as I've just said, you know what you're getting with Warnock. Um, but also the fact that we've got a completely new board, completely new management who are making very big decisions to get this club back to the Premier League. I know we don't know who it is and I know this could end up being absolutely catastrophic. And we know we're, we're back to the drawing board um, looking at manager's odds for someone else in three months. It's, it is exciting. Um, I'm not panicking, I don't think. Whilst it's sad to see what not go, I'm not panicking. I just want to, before we kind of talk about potential candidates, get your thoughts because I think we're kind of on the same page here. I'm, I'm not sure. Are you, are you panicking? No. Um, ultimately, we've not seen enough from from Nagel, Edwards, Cartwright, Baldwin to to sit here and confidently say I have a hundred percent trust in the fact that they're going to do the best decision ever and. No, By the end of this not. season, we've gone up as champions. Josh Cromer scored 50 goals because of the new Big manager, this, that, the other. Nil, you know, we like don't that. know. We don't have enough exposure to them to no. say that. However, what you've got so far is they're in this for the long term. They're they're making advancements to the club that protects their investment and betters it. Yeah. This manager, they want for a long-term position. And realistically, with all due respect to Warnock, you pretty much can't go any further than this with Warnock because if he hypothetically speaking we either go up or we go down this season you've then not got anything to build off really because the past 12 months you've got a playing with a manager um, like Warnock so making this decision early whilst it's controversial might be the best thing for the club because then you've yeah. got as much time as possible for somebody to if either of those situations do happen or we stay up and we just stay where we are then we've got a manager then who's been at the club for that period of time and then we'll have a large part of his contract left at the club who will we will look to build on from. So I'm not I wouldn't say I'm worried. Um obviously it's a it's a massive appointment. There's there's no shying away from that. There's nothing that you can really suggest other than it's a massive appointment. It is massive for the for the next few years of this football club, this this decision. Um because say for example we go down this season you're looking at 18 months until you're back in the championship if you do go back up first time of asking. Yeah. So yeah. it's got to be something that protects the long-term future of the club. So it will be it'll be nerve-wracking, but yeah. I'm confident that they're going to do the right thing and I think that's not a not an unknown thing for for us to be thinking or not a outlandish thing for us to be thinking. And no, kind of looking at some of the names that have been suggested to to come in fills me with a bit of confidence, but obviously it could also be somebody that's not been linked. And I think it's probably the perfect time to then move on to those who have been linked. And we've got a list yeah. on our on our Zoom call. Um, I'm going to start with ones from the Yorkshire Post from from May. So bearing in mind this is from May, um, Michael Duff was on this list as well. So you can tell that this was before Warnock even came back in. You've got the likes of Wilder, uh, Chris Wilder, that is. Nathan Jones, Scott Parker, Lee Boyer, Bruno Large, which was, uh, as they said, it was a bit of an outlandish uh, suggestion. And then you got Slavon Bilic. And then the the ones that are suggested now are, have been the ones I've seen on, on the ATM and Twitter and things like that. So obviously Pinch of Salt and whatnot. You've got Djokanovic, Jesse Marsh, Wayne Rooney, Scott Parker again, 
uh, Frank Lampard, Darren Moore, and then Nuno Espirito Santo, which again very outlandish, but it's it's a name out there. It's it's, it's a conversation starter, is, is what it is. So, is there any there that really take your interest straight away, Jay? I mean, listen, if if I you know if I was to choose, um, Darren Moore would be brilliant. Um, Scott Parker. He knows how to get teams into the Premier League, but I'm not sure whether Scott Parker's ego would bring him to a club such as Huddersfield. Um, I mean, Lampard, he's very hit and miss, isn't he? Whether we can afford him is another thing. Rooney is uh, one that you're looking at with links to the MLS and uh, Jake Edwards. So maybe that could be um, an option. Um, Jesse Marsh, I mean, Leeds connections aside, again, he, he knows what the championships are about. He knows what the Premier League's about. Um, I mean, if I was to, if I had to have one, uh, probably Darren Moore. All right. Is there any kind of reason that you'd you'd say Darren Moore above some of the others, or is it? I mean, we know what Huddersfield Town are about, and we know the pride that comes behind playing for Huddersfield Town and representing it and being a fan. And I think you can draw a lot of similarities between us and his side at Wednesday last season. Um, Even his side Bart, at West Brom. Yes, West Brom. He, he's a very, very spirited manager and he's very, you know, off the pitch, leads by example. On the pitch, you do not give up with him. I mean, just look at what Chef, Chef Wednesday did last season. Battling for promotion, didn't get automatics. Battled in the playoffs, 4-0 down. And you want someone who will man-manage because he has brilliant relationships. He, he did have brilliant relationships with his players at Chef, uh, Chef Wednesday. And will also, you know, when we're not playing well, he would say, right, come on, let's lift it here. And I think he would buy into our philosophy. I'm not saying anyone else would, but he is one man who I would love to see represent Huddersfield Town. Yeah, I think, for example, that video of him... Um for higher silver lining um, of him just clapping along with the fans. I think that's something that you will get with RMR. You get a manager that buys into not just the, the actual managerial side of it, but buys, in, buys into the club, buys into the, the local area. And that is something that Nagel's been really, really big on, somebody that buys into the local area um, and looking to develop the local area and things like that. So potentially he'd be, he'd be a strong candidate. I mean, I'm going to suggest a few more names here as well, just based off of, of transfer marks and what... Uh, the quote was with somebody becoming available or something like that. Um, I've just had a look at managers that have recently been sacked and you've got Bruce Arena from, I believe that's New York Revolution. Uh, Patriots. New, in New, New England, England Revolution. Patriots. Yeah, New England yep. Revolution. Uh, and then you've got uh, another one who's just left America as well, who I cannot remember for the life of me. Um, but if they wanted to go down the American route, potentially looking at those, uh, Robin Fraser's his name was at... Colorado Rapids, I believe it was. Um, so whether those two could be an option, I'm not too sure. But I think if, being completely honest, I think if you were to take one from either Jokanovic, Jesse Marsh, Rooney, or um, Nathan Jones or Darren Moore, I think if it was between those five, I'd be very happy with it. I know it doesn't go... That's my favourite. I know that's a very broad list, but I think with all those five, you get you get a very decent manager um, for different reasons. Djokanovic knows what this division's about, been in and around the division for a long time. Yep, Jesse Marsh, 
um kind of feeds more into the american stuff the global um stuff because obviously he's a he's a well-known manager rooney says it all um has experience in the championship global name fits that kind of mold darren moore kind of more the local area stuff again a good manager uh has experience in the championship and then obviously nathan jones who works on a, a, a smaller budget as we've seen with Luton um, and did really well. Obviously, Luton have continued to do well after that, but that's probably because of how Luton are run as a football club. Yeah. Um, but he is still a, a decent manager. He didn't show it at Southampton um, and no. not really with Stoke, but Luton obviously is his best work. So whether that could be an option, um, I don't really think there's any other names. I'm looking at um, the ATM and there's a, there's a poll here that we've got. Dean Smith on there, maybe Chris Hewton, um, Jesse Marshall, Liam Manning, Liam Richardson. It's names like this again. This is from I believe it's from May because Chris Wilder was favourite at this point, and Neil Warnock's still on the list. I'm guessing it was from from February May time. So yeah, there's there's that. So whether any of those names come in that we've mentioned, maybe it's somebody completely different. Um, obviously we won't know until the end of this week. Um, maybe even longer than that in an ideal world I think it is the end of the week but we shall have to wait and see and I think that that pretty much covers us for, for everything um, or at least as immediate reactions unless we're, we're missing anything from, from your perspective Jay nothing um, just one more thing for me I think I think every, every Huddersfield Town fan will echo this and to say how grateful we are for kind of Neil and Ronnie and a footballing legend to be around our club and you know, saving us from relegation and setting us off on the right foot this season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful. Yeah, 100%. I think you look at the work from last season, you look at the work from, like, from the start of the season to now. If Town win against Stoke on Wednesday, I believe we can potentially yeah. results go in our favour, this or the other. It could put us just outside the top six. Now, that's not me saying Warnock's put us in a position to reach on for top six. It's far too early to call that but it puts us in a very good stead for the rest of the season. Confidence will be flowing. It comes. It, it's a good time for a manager to come in and go, I can build on this. Completely. So I think with that, it it leaves us in a good position. Obviously, echoing your words, we're all very, very grateful for the work that Neil's done, not only this season, but over the summer coming back in. Last season, obviously, saving the club from, from relegation. Um, And it's going to be, hopefully, as interesting as a as a continuation of this season um as it kind of has been under warnock and here's to hoping that this next appointment um is is the next step forward in in the three-year plan um and we shall we shall see you probably tomorrow maybe even again tonight for a preview slash review of, of last game um with it being a wednesday night game and we'll probably see you again in the next few days for a reaction to who is the next manager of Huddersfield Town Football Club after Neil Warnock's departure. Thank you for listening as always. Please like, share and subscribe and we shall see you next time.